Hello and welcome to Let Me Introduce You, the food business podcast where I introduce you to the most amazing producers, entrepreneurs and consultants who work with me to help me build stronger, healthier, better versions of food businesses. I've been building teams to work with food businesses for over 25 years now. We're taking you behind the scenes in my business to meet some of them. So, let me introduce you to Wendy Bartlett, MBE. Wendy and I were introduced by a mutual contact who realised that we had similar drive and values and that we were both enthusiastic connectors. Wendy is the founder of Bartlett Mitchell, a niche business-to-business caterer, and her business became the first to work with Dilma Tea in the UK because she loved their tea and their values too. Wendy and I are often to be found on a business walk around Virginia Water very early in the morning. Thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. It's great to get a chance to chat with you and to be able to ask you some stuff about how you started, when you first remember liking food, all sorts of different things that we're we're going to touch on. Um, But first of all, thank you very much for agreeing to do it. That's okay. It's a pleasure. How would you describe your job to other people? My job is really as a conductor of an orchestra. So my job is to make sure all my team or people I work with are doing the right thing at the right time in a way they feel happy about doing it and motivated to get the best out of what they're doing. So I've always thought I was much more a conductor of an orchestra style of role. I'm quite good at organising, building teams, culture. So that's how I've always described my job. And envisaging and, and seeing the vision of how things will be. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing what the next step will be, what will happen if you put all these things together, what will be the impact going forward, not only just in the immediate future, but in the long term future because I think that's really important because some of the decisions you make, this is me as a business owner for the last 20 years, some of those decisions you make at the very beginning have an impact on what you can do. So you have to make sure you get those base notes right. But you have to have some idea of your bigger picture too, You've got to have you? a bit, yeah, yeah. So, and it doesn't matter to whether it's the right vision or the wrong vision as long as you have one. Yes. It's when you don't have one, I think, is the problem because you can tweak along the way, but having that, clear this is where we need to get to not not I was very clear about where we got to I just knew what I wanted to do and then I knew I would just get there and just keep taking one step I would say to you knew your values your own values the values you wanted for your business that sort of thing too so you did always know you probably knew quite strongly what you wouldn't want it to look like even if you didn't know exactly what you would want it to look like and I think that helps exactly well, I've worked with a lot of organizations, not bad organizations, they no. were all good organizations, but there were things that they did or do that I don't value and never wanted. So Ian and I, when we started our company, Bartley Mitchell, uh, at the time, we just wanted people, it was, you know, it had nothing to do with money. We were not motivated, never in our whole time. Money or earning money was a necessity, but it was never a motivation. 
growth was never a motivation about being the biggest and it wasn't even a motivation about being the best it was a motivation based around we want people to really enjoy working for us and we really want to talk about food and stay focused on that's the bit that we love and from that I always figured that the rest would come in that we would turn out to be the best because our team were so motivated took it all personally uh, you know developed it as their own and uh, we would make money enough to pay our mortgages because you know we had a team that were rooting to get it right and great products too you know yes. we were using great yes. ingredients and making great products with them yeah i mean but you can have um not great ingredients and still make a great value yes casserole for example it's the right ingredients for the right product but you've got to have a chef that cares enough that if he's got a grade tomatoes or you know a grade anything for a dish he knows what to do with it because you can yes. have great ingredients someone can still ruin it but the most common factor is you've got to have people who care that is the big difference and that's what we want we wanted to care about our team we wanted them to care yeah. and it's you know, caring beyond that, I'll just get my job done today hmm. is a big factor where they'll go over and beyond because they care that you get it right. That's so true. I, I've i been talking to somebody else today about where we both started work. And, you know, when I started with Greg's, Ian Greg is a people person. And yeah. so his big thing was always about the people that worked with him, how they were remembering who'd been having trouble with one of their children, who's who was having yeah. housing problems, school problems, yeah. whatever it was. And I think staff behaved as if their stores were their stores because they yeah, felt people cared. And I'm sure in your business, it, it's the same, you know, that people feel responsible for that unit and would go the extra mile to do stuff because they feel like you treat them that way too. Well, our thought is, or my thought is, if you don't care, why should they care? Yep, if you don't smile, why should they smile? So if your big value is about making money and, or you know, ticking a box, then that's what they'll be motivated yep, by. But if your absolutely. value is making sure you care about them, you care about the customers, you care about the food, that's what they They'll pick Their up on that as well. Yeah, right. exactly. So your your legacy or your business legacy, as it is, uh, will unfold based on the very first principles you make when you start out. And, you know, that's relevant to what your management style is and what your own personal values are. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think other people would describe your job as? Friends and family. Do you think they understand what you do? Not a clue. No, no. No. <laughs> what would they say? Wendy's just always away, always travelling, always eating, always no. out. <laughs> they think I'm quite good. I think if I you to ask other people um, what I do, I think most of the people that know me know that I really care about my team and that they would see that through that BM family hashtag. and that. Yep. So I think most people would, that's the first comment that most people will say to me is, oh, my God, you as a company really care about your team you really demonstrate that not in specific things mm -hmm. i've done but they get the feeling that i care about 
the team that family and feeling about too. the team. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think that's the first thing that most people say about the company if they've seen it or heard anything or spoken to people. Uh, and the other thing is they know I have something to do with food and serving food. And beyond that, it's all a mystery. Yeah. I, exactly. I think people are very unclear about differences too in things like B&I, being a wedding yes. caterer, being a, you know, they, yes. they don't always understand the differences between all those different jobs or, you know, it's like people say in, in retail, I want to be a product developer without realising that the product developer hardly ever develops the product. you know, <laughs> And so that job is very different from how yeah. people perceive yeah. it. And in the end of the day, everyone's only, not only, not in a selfish way, it's just human nature, what's in it for me? Yeah. So there are, it's only relevant to what's in it for them in terms of what is that experience. So the best way for me to say is that have you been into a building has been served a cup of tea or have you been into a, a heard of a canteen? That is us. Yeah. And so, that's, um, mass- that's massively underplaying what you do. Yes, but... <laughs> it is. You know what? I had a conversation recently with someone. I said, look, you, you, I think that's the problem. You need to stay focused on. Yep. It's nothing wrong with saying I just fry eggs or I provide canteen food yep. because it still has a purpose. And actually, that is the purpose of yep. the organization is to do that is to serve people food be it a fried egg sandwich be it a fine dining dinner it doesn't matter but that's what we do and actually more of them will have the cup of tea or the fried egg sandwich than will have the the fine dining experience with you so so the everyday getting it right every day is the right thing too isn't it yeah that's good yeah and that was what our job was in Bartley Mitchell it was to make sure that we focused on the fact that that was the primary job, uh, not running a payroll, not running admin or, you know, not worrying about what we were doing. It was more important that we worried about what those frontline people were doing because at the end of the day, they're the people who are building. Showing showing up and building up the business. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. That's very true. When did you first know about Bartlett Mitchell that that was what you wanted to do or Further back, when did you first know that food and drink interested you? What's your earliest memories Um, of food and drink? Well, I mean, we had a kitchen table and, you know, food and drink and socialising was a big part of my growing up. My sister worked in the pub club trade, so I worked with her from probably age 13, 14, tagging along. Uh, I, you know, did hotel reception from, I remember studying my... O-levels while I was being a receptionist in uh, Kensington. I always, I just sort of fell into it. And because Mm -hmm. I'm a people person and a good organiser, I think that's why I ended up just falling into it. Because it has such a lot of great things to offer above anything else. Great food and great wine to taste and great tea. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) So who wouldn't want to do that job? I know, I know. No, I think that's right. Was there anything else when you were growing up that you thought you might do? No. No. I never thought about it. I never have an end game plan ever. Just figure it's all just, I'm quite a fatalistic it'll be what it'll be and it'll work out to wherever it gets to it's a good it's a good way to be too because there is always change as we've all discovered in the last year exactly loads changes and the people who find it hard to deal with change have undoubtedly had a very hard 
Absolutely. And change is really good, even, yeah. you know, uh, throughout the life of Bartlett Mitchell. I've never thought about what we're doing today. My thoughts have always been, what am I, what's going to happen in a year's time? To, what's the new innovation? Because yeah. you must have change all the time. Absolutely. And I think as a leader, if you're not open to change, educating yourself about new things, looking at new ideas, seeing what the latest trends are, what the latest vibes are from your team, then you just become stale. Yeah. And your customers are always looking for the new and the different. And so then that's not that's not a good place to be. Absolutely. So if you embrace change and know that change is there for the good, yeah. then I think that's right. You've got to keep your vision. You've got to keep your values. But if you're still doing the same thing you were doing, God knows whenever, that's really the wrong thing. Yep. No, I think that's true. Through your working life from when you began, and I mean, you've you've talk, talked to there about, you know, helping your sister. So as early back as that, have you noticed people and thought they've got something about them? That person's great at motivating other people or where have you picked up your skills from? Who have your role models been, do you think? Well, hospitality has loads of role models because you have lots of entrepreneurs, don't you? And you have people that have great, great visions. So I, I read a lot. I read a lot of business books about people that I think they've got an interesting story to tell. I obviously network a lot with people because I'm interested in people. Uh, I'm inspired by a lot of people that I've met along the way, uh, mainly people that are, if I was to think, who probably more people that understand the value of people have got the yep. same philosophy. I'm interested in the, that. The I'm not interested in skills. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not, you know, if someone's built a big business and it's all about finance and admin, you know, that would turn me off. That's, yeah. That wouldn't inspire me at all. But if it's somebody that is, uh, knows how to motivate people, quite humble, has learned from their experience and has, you know, moved on and created change and I think that's That's... so I'm more inspired by people people yep uh, than um you know other people that's good what was your first full-time role in what where did you first work when you left school where did I work? Oh, I worked at the Novotel at Hammersmith. Gosh, uh-huh. And I was, well, apart from the jobs that I did for um, Mrs. Ferno running the Harrington Hall Hotel at the weekend, being the only person in the hotel, um, <laughs> I then went to college and I worked at Novotel in Hammersmith. Right. As um, I think I did like an internship there. And then Gosh. I was a housekeeper and I didn't like hotels at all. So um, I knew that I wasn't going to end up, it wasn't really for me. I think it was, it's very departmentalised and I prefer to be in control of one thing. Yep. So if you work within a hotel, you're within departments, yeah. you only know your department. So I like contract catering because even if you're just running one contract as a chef manager, you're in yep. control of it you're pretty much. And so what was your first contract catering experience then? Lonthrick Mornay, do you remember that? Lily of the Valley, do you remember Lonthrick Mornay? Yeah, uh, so yeah. it was a factory in Camberley. Right. 
and they made perfumes and talcum yeah. powder. Morning, morning soap is always what you think of. Yes, morning it? soap. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Uh-huh. We used to have to, everyone used to have a, a small carton of milk every day on the factory floor because of all the talcum powder. Oh, goodness. So. That's funny. Gosh, I'm sure that wouldn't be allowed now. You'd all be masked no, up. No, probably and... not. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But I had a great inspirational lady there called Hen. She was about. 65, Scottish, of course, being known as Hen. (laughs) She was a great philosopher on life and looking after people and how to manage people. And, and, you know, she was just one of the general assistants. I was a newly formed assistant manager, became manager quite quickly. And she was a real inspiration for me. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. It's great. Yeah, and, yeah, she and you really know, was. you still remember her now I after do. all the thousands of people you've met yeah. through your yeah. career. Yeah. It, it's great, isn't it? When people are good at what they do, how they really can stand out too. I don't think it's about standing out that they're going to teach you something, but I no. think you have to learn lessons. It's not just about leaders, but there no. are many people that I deal with on a day to day basis that are also inspiring. Yeah. So don't close your eyes or. No, you know, I would say open your eyes out to those other people. And, to everybody. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's always a good a philosophy because they can teach. I remember one lady, she um, was one of our waitresses and she won an award. And, you know, and maybe as you get up the tree of life, you get awards and get to all that. But for her, it was the only award she'd ever won. And I went to her house once and there it was above her mantelpiece. Oh. So it's important. You know, sometimes we might belittle those working awards if yeah. you like but I always remember to her it was really important it was a big thing because nobody had ever marked marked her for something she'd done no yeah. no exactly so when we did the foodies values for us, yes. which are the values we live by fundamental food open and honest obsessive about our people and customers that sort of thing we do that and mark uh, recognition of people having done that and that they've done something specific. Because I think people like to be thanked. They like, you're very good at that, at, mm. you know, thanking and just doing something special because then people remember people that. People isn't it? Yeah. And it, and it does just need to be a card or a, you know, just yeah. a, a little thing. But it's just nice, isn't it, to have folks say thank yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Folk often say you have to step out of your comfort zone in order to grow as a you know that if you're staying with what you feel comfortable with you don't grow as much you don't really reach your full potential when you look back at what you've done in Bartlett Mitchell what surprises you that you've done what did you never see yourself doing is there anything that you think I never would have thought I would have done that bit I never thought I'd start a company because I had no intentions of I never thought about that never thought I'd be a business owner so, you know, it surprised me that I've done it. Yep. I remember getting to about 10 million turnover and thinking, oh, God, I've got no idea. I haven't got a clue how to run a business. Not, not, not a, you know, really, I don't. And uh, I'm not a business person by any stretch of the imagination. And I, so I do remember at that point thinking, oh, actually, maybe I ought to do something about that. Not because I don't think I could have carried on just no. meandering along, but because I thought, you can just carry on being average. Yes. And I didn't, not that I didn't want to be average, but I, my team deserved it to be more than average. Yes. So if you don't push yourself, challenge yourself, 
learn new skills you just end up being doing what you've always done so I think one of the things is you should always say yes you know and yep. just give everything a go if you can and then if you don't so, like it do something different yeah. but mm-hmm. no exactly exactly we've been doing um for our team every couple of weeks during the this year of lockdown some entrepreneurial every two weeks we've been doing entrepreneurial conversations yes. without it with it you know like chefs kitchen porter general system doesn't matter and what i've said to him is look it's important to listen to entrepreneurs and people have started their company not because you necessarily will go and do it but your kids might one day say mm-hmm. oh i'm going to do it or you may have a friend that's going to do it so it's always worth yes. listening to what other people have done and, th- and then you can remember that and uh-huh. exactly and just that's to inspire it. you sometimes to say yes to something you might not have had a go at before did your parents have their own businesses did you have anyone in your no, no same no. same for me uh-huh and, and it is quite a big thing then isn't it to well my sister was quite entrepreneurial my big mm-hmm. sister because she works in pubs and clubs so she was always you know she had amazing confidence and always thought you could do anything. She'd let us eat dessert before our main course at dinner because, you know, she just gave us self-confidence completely. And my dad did and my mum, mm-hmm. but particularly my dad and my sister. So I think yeah. that just gave you the confidence. You felt secure enough to, to not be afraid yeah. to try it. That's yeah. an important thing, isn't it? It's a great thing. What are some of the best things that you've eaten recently? I know we're in lockdown, so you've eaten out less, but I know that you have still had some great food. Oh, I have. In fact, the great thing last night was my partner, Douglas, has turned into an amazing chef. And he did the most beautiful lamb last night from the Bartlett Mitchell website. Pete had put this Easter um, shoulder of lamb. Oh, my God, he did such a great job. But that just shows you he's retired He's quite precise. He will follow a menu till the complete, yep. you know, whereas I'd be, oh, I haven't got that. I'll do something else. But he has really learned to cook really much better than I do. And that was because we've been having HelloFresh. Yes. And I got that because I got about two months into the lockdown. I said, I really can't eat like this. I'm working. He wasn't. He was cooking. I said, you, my chefs do amazing food and I can't go from amazing food to boring food. You know, so you let up your game. <laughs> and uh, he has. He's really, really exceptional at doing that, which is really nice. And is he enjoying doing it? Is he getting pleasure yeah, from yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's not, um, he's, it's not a burning desire. No. But he enjoys being successful. But he's satisfied by, by, by yeah. getting it done. Uh-huh, no, that's good. I was also thinking about an amazing duck brioche that you and I both had when we were doing the amuse-bouche event. Oh, yes. And Pete yeah. had made that amazing duck and celeriac brioche sandwich. Very nice, yeah. just heavenly. Oh, no, actually, that, that, you're right. That was a, That's our signature sandwich now because yeah. that was stunning, that, that one. Was. And we've had some great amuse-bouche came out of us thinking, well, so actually one of our team thought of that. So what mm-hmm. a great thing she came up with, entrepreneurial. You know, she wasn't afraid to say, no, I think this is right, let's do it. Can you just explain a mousse-bouche for anyone that hasn't? A mousse-bouche is uh, where we put boxes together of of food and then you can organise to buy this box of food 
And it could be to go with a quiz or it could go to talk about wines or the ones we've done with tea with you, which probably have been our most successful where we had the afternoon tea uh, with a lovely tea. And everyone was so interested in tea. It was amazing how interested they were. As a tea sommelier, it was a great one to do because I knew we were dealing with people for whom tea might not have been their top priority. No, no. And so to see them getting excited about teas and enjoying them and everything was lovely, was really lovely. Yeah, no, that was really good. So that came from one of our teams. So during the lockdown, the team have come up with great initiatives Mm -hmm. in order. And not initiatives that I've had to support and um, create or develop, but initiatives that they've picked up and run with themselves because they care that we're seen as leaders and that we've got new ideas and we're looking at the next thing. And that you're keeping in touch both with your existing clients and potential clients. And it's just keeping that going, isn't it? Keeping yourself out there, keeping the conversations going with people when you can't necessarily get out and meet them. No, exactly. And I, actually, the other nice thing that I've had, that I've, um, funny enough, I've got an order coming this week, is um, the court, court, was it Courtyard, courtyard uh, Cheese? <gasps> oh, the good Courtyard dark Dairy with all his lovely cheese. He was on TV the other day yeah. with Fred Cyrus, Best Places to Go. And yeah. I thought that was fantastic because out of adversity there, he has really developed a business of sharing great English cheeses. Because his business was predominantly restaurants and things. And and yeah. I first came across him through a Guild of Food Writers event last July. Yeah. Where the Guild run a lot of workshops on different things. And they got him to do a British Jesus workshop. And it has sparked so much interest. Yeah. It, it has been yeah. fantastic. You know, and I've sent a lot of people cheese as, as gifts and things. Yeah. Because, you know, because sometimes you go in somebody's house, you think... What am I going to take them or if you haven't seen them or if it's their birthday? But you can either eat it as a cheese board or you can eat it across a week or, you know, and I mean, the information on their website about individual cheeses is fantastic too. And it's lovely because he names the producer and, you know, makes a big thing about them as well. And it's as much a partnership between him and them. So so you've had some cheese. And something we all don't know about maybe as much as we should. And I think from this lockdown that people will be, they were always interested in where things came from before, but I never think they had the time to stop and think about it. So now maybe they might do that. They might stop and think, well, who is the producer? How can I support this organisation? How can I make sure that it's, you know, something that I value? It's Um, about spending your money wisely and where it counts isn't it and I mean a lot of folk are going to be in in real hardship coming out of this and you can see that from how the food banks have gone and how much demand there has been for extra food but I also think people who still have decision making about their income want to make sure it helps people want to make sure it helps people locally want to make sure it helps people that have stood up for them and I I asked somebody else about what they've eaten recently and they said, as a family, every Friday night, they had decided they would order something from a local restaurant to support local restaurants to make sure that when they can get back out, 
those restaurants would still be there and also because this guy's business is yeah. predominantly supplying restaurants, you know, and so he said that that's that's what he had wanted to do and I think I think yeah. that I have fish and chips every other Friday yeah. from a rest a pub that does the best fish and chips ever. So I'm really hoping when it when they open back up the pub that they still do the takeaways. They'll still do the takeaways. Because, I know. Because it was so good. It's just lovely to, I mean, I know we're all desperate to get back out and eat in restaurants and everything, but sometimes it is just nice to be able to get something really lovely to eat at yeah. home. And yeah. I have persuaded and helped my mum to start ordering more because with those delivery companies you can just order a cup of coffee or I know that I'm suggesting she would do that but you know one thing so she can just decide she wants crispy duck and pancakes she can just have crispy duck and pancakes whereas she would never have wanted an entire Chinese banquet for four because she'd have been eating it for a fortnight you know so I do I do think that's great what all we have been able to get and I and I and I do think folk understand now too how that comes and the hello freshes and the juicy jerks and all those meal kits that you can get. I think a lot of them will stay. Oh well juicy jerks were another great where he he picked that up that young lad. I've had that a couple of times now. And a fantastic jerk chicken. And he's gone na- nationwide with it from a business in Tooting. It's fantastic. It really is good. Yeah, it's so nice to see success of He's that. about to launch a whole lot of barbecue kits for the summer and oh, things, good. you know, and I don't think, I mean, I'm sure they won't ever stop doing that because a lot of folk can't get that food local no. to them, you know, and and so I think there will always be demand and he's been looking at vegan in Caribbean, which is quite funny because Caribbean food is quite, you know, meat based and they yeah, like their meat, meat and everything based, yeah. and he said I don't know if my customers would like vegan stuff and I, I said I think you might be surprised you know and so yeah. he's he's looking to launch that with the barbecue stuff in the summer and I think it's good just to push and I said the thing is it will attract customers who want vegan food so you'll just be attracting yes. a different group of customers too so yeah. I think I think that's a good thing yeah I should have ordered that for Friday night because I'll be <laughs> I have to do that now. You'll be starving. You can do it for next week. I think. I think yeah. actually. I think in April the no, they are. They're still doing. I was going to say that they've had a month off, but they've had a month off from the customer facing business. But they're yeah. very much focused on their meal kits. So yeah, you definitely still can get them. My next question to you would be about starting a business. If somebody was going to start one, what would you say the first thing you should? get the hang of if somebody was going to start a business like Bartlett Mitchell what is the most important thing you've got to get in place first uh from a practical the things that I regret not having done at the very beginning is working out how to file things so you could find them again when you need <laughs> so to I could find them again honestly <laughs> I've never cracked that in 20 years so filing I'm just appalling at so I'd really like someone to have shown me how to file yeah. administration organization from from the the office side of it I yeah. had no idea on that and mm. then the other thing was I got an FT uh, get someone who's good at doing the things you really don't admit yeah. that you don't know something I don't know about finance and account and that's no interest for me whatsoever. No, it's not, it's not your favorite part of the job it's not my favourite subject. So get somebody in and work out what you're not good at and then be really good at what you do and but bring people in for when you there are bits you don't know what to do. And good. it doesn't have to be full time. No. 
No. Either. I wish I'd taken someone on finance-wise a lot earlier. Yeah. No, and I, th- I think that's very good. We can't all be good at everything. And there are certain bits of it that you're great at that you don't want other folk to do for you. So you need to guard your no. time so that you can do those bits. So I think that's very yeah. sound. And my final question before I let you escape would be three. Is this, this, it's almost three questions. What three words would you say sum up who you are? Three individual words. They don't need to. The previous person, one person said lazy this morning. And I said, that's only one word. He said, yeah, I'm lazy. So I'm not going to give you the other two. <laughs> that's very good. Which is that's good fun. very good. Um, I think I'm very fair. Yep. I think I'm quite demanding uh, and I think I'm very generous in my friendship and, you know, connection. I think that, you know, if people were to say that, they would say that most people say, well, you're, you know, I'm quite good. I'm really good communicator with my organizing and keeping in touch with. Yeah. You know, I, I often initiate things with other people, but you nearly always initiate us getting together because you just do it probably on the same day as I might have but it's yeah. but it's great because you know because it, it's not often the case that other people are like that so it's a great it's a great a great thing that yeah you've got a great network and you you keep it going you work at it yeah no yeah so I think I, and communication I think particularly during the whole lockdown period has been vital and actually it's one mm-hmm. of the things that Bartley Mitchell have really excelled at with our yep. team I know you've had some great events and things and your catch-ups and things. I've loved seeing everybody's craft projects and things that are nothing to do with their working lives. But it's been great to see. And I think that's because, you know, sometimes people get hung up on being a business. I was discussing something the other day with someone about um, some piece of technology. And I said, but the problem is, don't think of it, oh, this is a business, I should do it for the business. Think, how can I make it fun? Why would yeah. people want to come and do this? If you don't do it from a, you know, sometimes forget you're a business. And I think that's probably one of our successes is we're not, I'm not business minded, you know, by any stretch of the You're family minded. And so these people are all like your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that, so it's okay to have fun and you know, we've been doing uh, craft card sessions or I'm teaching them to be entrepreneurs. And someone said, oh, well, what if they all go and leave you? Great. Fantastic. I support them 100 percent. As long as they have tea and as long as they have Bartlett Mitchell doing their catering in their new businesses, that's fine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're very happy for that. Yeah. But I think, you know, one of the keys they say about networking anyway is that you should always network because you enjoy it, not because yes. you're trying to get something back if you, from If it. you go somewhere that you don't enjoy too, you'll never have good conversations with anyone because it'll be written no, exactly. all over your face, definitely. And and the people that just rush in, tell you what they want from something and, and rush out, they never either, you know. And you and I met through a girl that runs a women's travel business. Do you know, we met yeah. such an unusual way. And if we'd both thought, well, why would she know somebody that we should meet? Or But because we both 
liked her as soon as she said I know somebody else that you should meet I was like I'm in when are we doing it yeah exactly <laughs> so I think that's you know? a great that's a great one. and yeah. the other thing is I think that the third word I would choose is probably honest so fair and I think you do have to be honest and that's and yeah. I think your team expects you to be that as well so if you're running a business it's very difficult for them to admire you or um, want to give back to you if you're not honest with them so I think that's another value and, and straightforward and just, yeah you know it's not always the easiest news you have to give folk but I think if you if you do I think folk admire you for that even if it's not necessarily what they might have wanted no, no. exactly well no that's good that's great well thank you very much for taking time to do that with us that's been nice and um, oh, lovely thank you for the opportunity <laughs> take care bye. <laughs> bye bye thank you for listening to let me introduce you the food business podcast if you've enjoyed this episode please subscribe in apple podcasts or wherever you pick up your podcasts and make sure you don't miss an episode please leave a comment to let me know what you enjoyed or connect to me at jane milton food on Instagram or at Food Networking on Twitter. And if you found this helpful, we'd love you to tell other food businesses about it too. See you next time.